Oh. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. After the since we're after the session, I will I will now let you in on um the bank error in our favor. Oh. A ready a ready to action is only one attack. It's not the full attack. Oh, you don't get your extra attack. Apparently not. Oh. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I guess it helps they, you from they, they, literally using like Overwatch mode too much. We're like, I'm just always yeah. gonna hold my attack. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's one act or one attack, I suppose. You can ready one attack, not your whole action. Okay. Your whole attack action. Gotcha. But I, I told the chat like, like, all right, I'm, I'm, but I'm not gonna correct him right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is this is working for me. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 68, so if you've not watched that session yet, please go do that because there will be some massive spoilers here. I'm your dear DM, Eric, and joining me we have all Robins, player Chris. Hello. Bray's player Heather. Hello. Edmund's player Raymond. Hello. And we have um, effectively completed Grim Scala, uh, and this, a, a lot of this is not in the book. <laughs> oh, yeah? I, yeah. I had to do a lot here. This was a big story moment. A lot of payoff stuff for me from what I've been building. And it was very challenging because I didn't want to just cutscene everything. I wanted to leave you guys with as many options and tools as you could. And it, it it's hard because, you know, there are ways that I want the story to go. and But I want to be able to have you guys um, ultimately choose the course of it. Yeah. And especially when you put your big NPC, like, like these villainous characters in there, where it's like, you guys can fuck with them as much as you want. You know, it's very nerve-wracking to be like, okay, I need to make sure... Basically, I need to make sure I have ways of getting back on the story track if if things really go absolutely right. crazy here. If we go wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we want to start at the beginning. We can talk about the, the trials. Um, they both yeah, went by... trials? Yeah. They both ended up going by pretty quick. Uh, probably the two... Well, I, the, the funny thing was the cruelty one I thought might have been a little more interesting, and then Edwin was just immediately like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, all right. Expecting or thinking. I, the funny thing is, you all did such a great job picking the right trial for the person, and that, that's what that's actually made right. all of yeah. them fairly. And, and what I tried to do, so as written, all the trials are actually basically just versions of the one Edmund did. They're all like, you get teleported to a reg ed camp, and then... There's some kind of drama there that you have to solve. Uh, like iso- isolation is, I guess it's a similar thing where you're making survival checks where you're like trying to like get around this campsite or something weird. Preservation, yeah. you're trying to like protect this child from being attacked. Um, endurance, you're going on like this march with this tribe. Like they all involve the rigged. And I was like, all right, this is, gets kind of they all just skill tedious. Checks? Yes, except for. Preservation is kind of a weird, like, combat social thing. Oh, it's a combat And then cruelty just feels like it's completely social-based. But are there any, like, are there any other ways out of the cruelty one besides killing the old people? There's a really weird one where it says if you turn around and refuse, that could also be technically a cruel action. So, like, you win also, but then the very next sentence says, like, but if they refuse to participate, then they fail the test. I'm like, all right, well, which is it? Like, it literally contradicts itself in the book. That's weird. 
Yeah, so I wasn't sure. I was just going to kind of play it by ear and just see, you know, what the player ended up doing and all that. I had an entire battle battle map built for this scenario, but I didn't switch to it because yeah. I don't want to give the player any ideas like, oh, this is a combat fight ready to happen. It's like it's only a fight if you make it a fight. Uh. But I had one. Could I have made it a fight? <laughs> sure, yeah. If you, was... you pick up the knife and you're like, no, fuck you, chieftain. I'm not doing this. Or maybe you attack the chieftain. They're like, well, I don't know what you're going to do. So mm. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm trying to give you guys options, but Start again, polar bear and kill them all. Right? Yeah, but you, you, I think you picked. Everybody had the right player for the job, or you all just did pretty exemplary. Um, yeah, like yeah. Frey just had to deal a series of con saves, and surprisingly rolled right. kind of low on some of them. Um, you didn't know this, but each time an hour passes, the DC was going up for those con saves. They're actually getting uh, trickier each time, but didn't matter because she rolled twenties in the first one, right? And then bad on the second two, and then five yeah. on the last one. Yeah, that's funny. So those were the trial. They they took no time. They, I didn't think they would. They go pretty quick. Um, I'm I'm glad you guys explored north. I it was hard because the villains, uh, were like, no, don't fucking do that. We need to get this done. And I hope you picked up on the fact that that's not me, the the DM saying that. That's me as those villains saying that because I do want you guys to experience content <laughs> that I've prepared and have ready. Well, so, I was paying very close attention tonight because you yep. said something last week that I remembered that I thought might be one of your, like, you know, like you saying as a DM, I don't, it's not important. I, mean, I remember what you said last week. You said something like, um, it's Frost Giant stuff and you guys don't know if that's important or not. Right. Like, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, that means Eric doesn't care and we're just going to like get a description. That was but my... This week, you didn't say anything like that when okay. we were talking about it and I was like, I bet there's something up there. <laughs> yeah, because the idea was the villain, they don't, they want to discourage you. So, like, and, and me talking, you know, as them and through them, like, no, 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 don't fucking worry about that. That's Frost Giant shit. You don't worry about that. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, hey, you, if you want to, like, you, you could totally go up there. Yeah. Um, I changed it. That one is actually pretty close to the book. There, there are skeleton guards. Um, I changed their attacks to make them a little more interesting and level them up. Mm. Yeah. And then the. Did you add the restraint thing or? I did. Okay. Yeah, they, that's pretty cool. The whole that's stat block is like they're a frost giant skeleton, but they do bludgeoning damage instead. I'm looking at this thing, going, man, they got like cool weapons. Surely they can do cool stuff with that. Yeah, some can. Be so I looked at here. other creatures that had like chain devil, and there's like an ogre chain thing that can do different things. And they actually had another chain sweep attack they never got to use. You guys kicked their asses mm. in one round, but uh, that vulnerability to bludgeoning is a bitch for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once I realized that was the case, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna bludgeon everything. As written, um, the Frost Giant Queen is a magic axe, and I'm like, well, that's dumb because oh, we've already yeah, got a magic yeah, axe, yeah. so I'm gonna we change. We don't need two magic axes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I basically changed that. But I, I like the barbarians is gonna go throw it on the pile. <laughs> yeah, and this was an interesting case where I actually add. Li I kind of changed how this trap works, where it's just supposed to be like, oh, and then it just you know breathes its thing and it instantly refreezes and. I was thinking like, oh, we'll just, you know, turn off your fire and that'd be that. Then I was like, that's kind of discouraging. So instead, we're going to turn this into like a puzzle system instead where it's like, all right, it's constantly breathing. It's frost. Mm. And I thought that actually made it a lot more interesting for you guys to tackle. You had to start thinking of like, OK, what can we do to handle this situation? Yeah, yeah. But so how, what was the solution in the original in the book? What was the solution to that? Uh, like how, I, like if it, if it instantly refreezed every time you you know it got unfrozen, how were we? I think I added the refree. Well, let's see. Oh, okay. There was an attack thing on on the yeah movie. character chipping away the ice caser. Uh, if enough ice is chipped away or melted to expose any portion of the corpse to the air, 
Grim's visage opens its mouth and reads a cloud of magical cold energy that fills the entire room, sealing the corpse in ice once more. Oh, okay. And so now I could have gone up there and gotten some more shit. So the idea is it just happens instantly, and then you're just screwed. But I but I painted it as the fact that, well, you've got magic, and I could have done it like, okay, the, and the coal just turns the fire off. But again, I thought that was kind of discouraging. So I was like, well, let's have it be like, yeah. okay, your magic fire is still in there and still working, and this cold breath is like constantly on now, and like, how do you now tackle the, the problem? Yeah. Both things are true, and it's yeah. a problem. Yeah, so I, I like that for a little bit of a puzzle. You know, we, we don't have a whole lot of those moments, basically, where it's just like a puzzle situation. And it reminded me of the, the Tomb of Annihilation, that Final Dungeon had a lot of those interesting, like, we got to kind of think yeah. about how to do things in combination of our spells and abilities. And I was looking through my, like, scrolls and stuff. Like, do I have any scrolls that do fire damage and anything like that? Mm -hmm. And then just because I had Celeste's Yeah, that was all adjudicating, like... Yeah, that was all just uh, ad-libbing at the moment, being like, all right, well, the sphere isn't quite enough, so you need something else, and you still need to be able to grab it and all this, so... Mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys figured it out, and, and I changed that magic item, and it, I think you'll be pretty impressed by that. All right. I'm excited to identify it. Yeah. In two weeks, whenever. In I... two weeks, yeah. Hopefully we'll remember. <laughs> yep. Had that crown on there. Yep, and then it was a case of uh, just opening the vault uh, and making it into these southern rooms. The and There is no restriction. I... I almost thought about, oh, maybe I could add one in there because you mentioned it, but there is no restriction about you have to be the one. To, it's just that you have to have completed the test to open the door. Um, but I like the fact that you... Well, it was just, so, like, it was just, it, it was just like the, the, the snowflakes were keys. Yeah, the snowflakes like, we were keys. Have, we, we could have handed all four keys to... Yeah, and then anybody can come in. Not, and they could and Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I could have added something in there, but that's... Yeah, and I, I like the fact that you basically were like, no, no, you can't even come in here. I was like, all right. right. <laughs> the tablets have a weird thing where if you decide to, like, destroy the tablets, if you're just being, like, petty and, like, oh, fuck you, Frostmaiden, um, they unleash an invisible stalker, each one of them. Oh, so that's oh man. The, that's the energy that you, like, feel is, like, some protection thing off of them, so. That's only if you mess with them? So anybody could have come in that room? Anybody could have come in that room, oh, yeah. Oh, all right, we're just being extra careful then. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, you could have used, if, if it had... If it had come down to like a, a fight with the villains, you could have used that to your advantage, maybe somehow, like knocked those things out. You didn't know what they were gonna yeah. do, but we didn't know what they were. They yeah, explode yeah. into like monsters, basically. Okay. I was thinking at some point we each. I mean, it started moving on to other things. But I thought, oh, maybe each of us could go in there and get special powers. Is that oh, was that ever yeah. possibility? It's a one-time thing. So southern room, yeah. We're getting a little bit ahead of things, but yeah. Um, yeah, and so the codicil isn't trapped or anything. It's just, but what what I what I did decide is the codicil. Technically, I wrote in my notes when it leaves the room, that's when things happen. But because of the way it was going, it's like I need to just trigger things happening like now, basically. Because right. we, we were going to leave the room for a little while. You were going to leave the room for a little while. <laughs> yeah, so like, all right, it needs to start happening. Um. So the room and the book were actually separate. I, I the room I and the book were separate, which is kind of yeah. tricky for me to convey. But you almost want to keep it a mystery because you're you're really not sure like how this is yeah. working. It worked out great for for our, what ended up happening, but yeah, that's just a boat, which I was originally going to seal that off. I was like, oh, let's not do this part, but then I was like, oh, this could be actually pretty interesting. Um, it would be pretty interesting. So <laughs> the reason, hun, the reason there are chunks of ice on the floor, mm -hmm. so first you have to walk into the room, and it shuts, and then it asks you the question. If you answer in the affirmative, or think in the affirmative, or whatever, then the test starts. You mm -hmm. have to succeed on a DC 21 constitution saving throw. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. If what you would have happened? 
If you fail, you instantly become an ice statue, petrified. Yeah. You're not dead, but you're not alive. <laughs> Technically, you are an ice statue. Which is why there's all those because and the idea is being people like became ice statues and then eventually like crumbled and apart and crumbled. and fell yeah. apart. Yeah, so they were bodies basically that were statues. Which that would have been all kinds of crazy because that basically takes a I think it's a greater restoration spell mm-hmm. to cure. So it's like, well, that's that's gonna be fucking tricky. <laughs> so I was on pins get, get and the statue out of the room, getting the statue yeah, out of the temple. It, that would have been a whole thing. It'd been crazy. So that was nuts. And when you did that, I was like, fuck it, let's do it. That's crazy. You were the best character to do it, obviously, as somebody with very yeah. good con saves and you had advantage with the cold. Like, you had a good chance. But as we just saw you roll those con saves, like, that's not a guarantee. Right, right. So that was... said no when the door just opened let you out? Yes. It, okay. it is actually optional. Okay. Yeah, which is why I felt... <laughs> but, but which is, like, which like, is like, why, <laughs> you know, I usually shy away from these insta-kill things. But that one I liked in the end because the player has to accept has to. the ri- and, and they you literally said like yes like, I don't know how you phrased it but you literally will said you like, court will, death will you court, court death to yeah, receive yeah, yeah. my blessing yeah. yeah and you're like sure <laughs> what's yeah. the worst what's the worst that could happen I, I die <laughs> yeah and you rolled a fucking nat twenty which is awesome that's that's great and. That's my concern, so we'll jump ahead to the story thing that happened. One of my concerns was like, well, what if they actually align with the villains and they teleport out? Uh, then I don't get to do what I ended up doing with Frey, which is the Frost Maiden suddenly kind of becomes a little bit of a quest giver as a twist. Oh. And like, hey, this is something I actually need you to do. That was my way of kind of getting the story back on rails. Had these guys taken the Codicil and teleported away, which they absolutely would have. Uh, the Frost Maiden shows up, maybe you fight for a round or two with the minions, and then she goes through and says her whole spiel, and you actually basically end up working for her. I need you to go do a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bad or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you better accept mm-hmm. this, or I'm just gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Thankfully, Frey ended up getting that blessing, which is a great fucking cool thing to get, too. Uh, and kind of, and I like the way you roleplayed it, and you know, accepted that as like, yeah, I'm on board for this. And so I could do that important little bit of story moment where it's like, oh, I had all this, you know, dialogue and shit written up for the Frostmaid, and now I can squeeze a little bit at the very end just with Frey. And now that even makes it, I think, more interesting that you've got a little you side project. Yeah, I you did. Got to, you got to keep your villain NPCs in play and keep that dynamic going, and then also get the Frost Maiden quest giver angle going on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what did you guys think was going to happen here, or how was going to break I mean, down? I, thought it, I, I feel like I thought it was as open as you thought it was. I thought, yeah. like, I, I didn't know if we were going to end up fighting these two. Um, when when she started casting a spell, until you sort of gave us an opening, I literally thought, like, all right, well, that's, that's we're it. We're in cutscene. Yeah. And it's, well, not cutscene. It's, like, it's do or die time. Like, they've literally, like, oh. they've decided it's time to t- turn on us and kill us yeah. and take the book. We, you know, we talked about it in the crafting stream where somebody was like, why don't they just kill him? And I was like, you know, and I made jokes about how, you know, oh, the, the story is better just served this way and all that. But honestly, Valish, as far as you know, has never killed anybody. Nass, while she was a person, as far as you know, never killed anybody. Now, that doesn't make them good people. <clears throat> Keep in mind, just not murderers. Now, when she became this weird ghost thing, 
that's much different. And and clearly she was responsible for what happened at Rebel's End. Yeah. But see, that's that's the big one. It's like she, she right. killed a prison full of people. <laughs> in, in, indirectly, but yes. Yes. Indirectly, yeah, yeah. Um and they know they're vastly outnumbered. They know you guys are powerful. They're not stupid. I was like, you know, this and what I wanted to try to flavor as, had they been able to escape, was the classic, again, to use like a Tomb Raider example or whatever action-adventure movie you want to you pull from, is the villain saying, okay, well, this, this collapsing dungeon is going to kill you, or this other threat is going to kill you. I don't have to do it, basically. Just a very yeah, classic yeah, villain, I, like, hands-off approach. That's the Sean Bean from National Treasure moment of like, yeah, <laughs> and that's luck. that's kind of what's flavoring here is like, this, the the dungeons coming alive, the frost maidens, you know, involved, and things are spawning in, and and they're like, all right, we don't have to, you know, attack you at all. We'll just teleport out, and you'll have to fight instead the frost maidens minions. And then I would not have that be a that would you know last, kind of like here would last for like two rounds or something, and then the frost maiden would finally give you an ultimatum after hopefully kicking your ass a little bit. Right. Um, or maybe you guys completely subjugate yourself. Like, again, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, who <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys are like all wrong. social. And you're like, look, they did it. We need to chase them, and then and then that can start the dialogue. So I had we had a lot of options available. It's, it was so nerve wracking because I just didn't know what was going to happen yeah. and what combination of things were going to happen as ended up happening here. I mean, obviously, I had full stat blocks ready for them to go in case it came to a fight, but I was very careful to not treat them like just murderous, insane villains because that's really not what they are. They're, you know, smart, they're savvy. Yes, they're powerful, and yes, you guys are very weakened, but they're not stupid to try to get a fight like that. They did try to do a spell and try to do a charm, but even notice the charm spell wasn't like, you know, well, you can't do go kill yourselves, but it was like, hey, don't harm us and just leave this right. place. You know, give us the codicil and that's it. So they weren't even trying to, like, Honestly, the cast more a, a the violent spell. Honestly, the more experiencing of these two, the more I'm almost getting, like, vibes of, like, like, they're just, they're just, I mean, because we know they used to work for the Wizards, right? They, they used to be part of the, whatever that group is. Arcane Brotherhood, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting more of a, like, they just thought it, they, they just, like, you know, fed upon each other and thought it'd be a good idea to steal some shit. And they just got way in over their heads. And they're like, well, we got to keep going now. <laughs> We're in it. But they're, I mean, I didn't, they, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't want to paint them as incompetent necessarily. No, um, but like, but definitely flying by the seat of their pants in some yeah, ways. I mean, yeah, exactly. this dude was literally in prison the last couple of years, like two years yeah. or something, and he just got sprung out. And, and she's like got crazy ghost powers. Nobody quite knows a thing of. She's got this orb, and it's yeah, it's all very. It, this isn't like some master plan they've been planning for a long time. Right, although they've they've right. certainly known it's... about it for a while, and they're. Yeah, it's all gone kind of, and, and they didn't, which is why you were able to kind of manipulate them because they, they did know about this location. They knew about the relic, but they didn't know, um, you know, they showed up, they didn't know about the tests. Like they weren't right. quite they sure if the security, this works. Yeah. Like the security system. So you were able which to kind why of, I was trying, sort of trying to play up the like, oh, nobody, but the aural bless can touch. And I liked that. And, and yeah. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll let you roll a few deceptions. It was just for funsies. I know you're going to kick ass on that. And they were like, I appreciate yeah. you letting me do it, though. Yeah. You know, I've actually rolled a persuasion check. Yeah. And when you let me do it, I was like, oh, yeah. I have a plus 13 in this. Like, yeah. it's fun just doing it. I, I almost go too far into not having people roll social checks because I like the role play things. But I need to remember once in a while. Like, yeah, you should. Especially if it matters where it's like, like if they enter your room or not. I can't wait right. till the one day you do let him do this type of a check and he rolls a nat one and no. gets a 14 out of it. it but it's yeah, still exactly. a nat yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Heather, here's the thing. Because the the class I picked and the subclass and all that, I can't. Uh, if I roll below a 10, 
it's a 10. Yeah, and they my, literally can't and be my that modifier bad. modifier is a fucking plus 13. So literally. I the cannot. lowest you'll ever roll is a 23. It's, that's right. It's crazy. It's so broken. That, that ability is crazy. There's a, I think there's another one of those that's for a different kind of thing. It's like a dex or something on another class. But those yeah, are so wild. Those ones where like you 10. just can't do like worse than this amount. Yep. That's crazy. So I, I know, yeah. I know that usually it's an auto, it's an auto give if, if, if you're for role playing. Yeah. Well, just because I know you like that. Although but we're, I appreciate you letting me just use my uh, my super. And we are, we are. You know, we've gotten to the point. Like I said, with with Heather's uh, DC twenty one, like we're getting to the point where there are some high fucking saves yeah. out there too. That even if you guys That's rolled nineteens or twenties, um, not a guarantee. It might not. It might not work depending on what's happening. Like you're getting into the big leagues now for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know if we would finish Grim Scala, um, based on what was going to happen, and especially with you guys doing that whole Northern Giant thing, I was like, oh man. Right. But I did that, know that didn't last very long at all, though. It didn't. No, that was one thing. You guys kicked ass on that, and then um, even with the social stuff, and I knew that this was not going to be a, a traditional combat fight. I was like, all right, it's going to go, you know, like two rounds or something. That's all you need, uh, in terms of being able to get this one done. So I was. Because I didn't know if it's like I need to like stop the session like right when it started, but I was like, you know, if we could actually do that, then I can have this be complete. This happened to the patron DD game last night too, where I was like, if I can just complete this section right here, then we've we finished this area, and I can do a level up, you know, in between sessions, and then it works out just so much better right. timing wise. Yeah. Now, you guys did not get to do half this dungeon technically. What half? Oh, the upstairs. upstairs. Go up. Go up. Yeah. yeah. What's upstairs? Nothing, really. <laughs> well, he, he claims that we didn't do half the dungeon, and when we asked what's upstairs, nothing. I mean, nothing. I, 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 I could have filled it out. So upstairs, there's a there's a throne room where the frost giant, like queen, sat and like her bedroom and stuff. The throne room is a bunch of ice sickles that come down and hit you with the ice piercer stat block. I had some more frost giant skeletons up there. And then there's another staircase going up, and if you go all the way up there, you see the nest of the giant flying creature that was flying around out there. Oh, and the I don't know what it is. The idea was, um, it was the giant uh, ice owl that you guys had summoned back when, and if you recall, Arl like took that thing, and like you saw, like it dissipate into a different direction, and it, it got reconstituted here and became like her big like guardian of this place. Oh. And had you had the villains teleported away and left you guys here to deal with Arl, then as part of her um, basically forcing you to work with her and be her agents, you guys would get to ride that giant ice owl to leave the island was my plan. Oh, wow. <laughs> what could have been. Yeah. Nice. So I had all these different ways of basically, tr- you know, the way I tried to plan it was I'm going to let different things happen as they happen. And my job is to just get you back on the track of, okay, yeah. they need to have a reason to still go down to the city. They need to have a reason to not get killed by the Frostmaid. They need to have a way to get off this island. You know, as long as I do that with all different outcomes that happen, then we're okay. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, you either end up working with uh, Nass and Valish, or you end up working directly with the Frostmaid. But I like the fact that because... Frey did her whole thing. And I like the fact that you role-played it. was like, no, I want to communicate with her. I got to do both, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 And I'm the only one who knows. That's right. That's interesting. Yeah. And you straight up look, too. You've got, like, the glowing eyes. And the immunity to cold damage is huge, too. Like, we are not done with cold shit yet. (laughs) Yeah. But we are definitely endgame from here on out. Um, It's, uh... We've completed the open world section. It's still... 
linear stuff, but we've got some we've got some stuff left to go. But level yeah, twelve is gonna be I big, and we're not gonna be in the final area even yet. So oh, nice. All right, getting there. I have another really neat, like, just just character arc moment for for Frey too. Yeah, it's sort of like like finding a god that like fits in her already established ideology of like, you know, just being the strongest and yeah. proving yourself and that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah, the strong survive and all that is yeah, right up the alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been less set character arcs from the beginning and more things that have kind of organically developed, which I think has right. worked out pretty well. I did yeah. kind of wonder there at the end, whenever you were saying that she started to cast that spell, but time started to slow down for me, if I was going to be left behind <laughs> to speak with Oral and then somehow make it to where the rest of the group is. If if this was like a power. TV show or something where you can literally like be cut out for a couple episodes, that probably would have been a cool thing. Yeah. But I, I don't obviously want you to be separated from the group for a huge length of time so i try to just kind of quickly insert that would be a cool idea but try to quickly insert you so you can still obviously just be part of the group because this would not be necessarily an ideal uh part to split things but but you are privy to some interesting information uh anything else interesting uh, motivations I don't yeah yes at some point at some point in the near future our interests are going to disalign from those two yeah and we're going to come to blows, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I, I kind of don't either. Which is <laughs> <laughs> the fascinating part. Yeah. Yeah. I did get to show off some of their stat yeah, blocks, you know, though. The funny part is they know it, too. Like, everybody knows it. Like, yeah. Like, they know it. We know it. Like, at some point, we're going to, like, yeah. like, cross paths. And you still have to you still have to deal with Valin, like, waking back up, too. We've that's got that true. whole wild card. You know, when you yeah. said, like, you could tell, I was like, you kind of can, but I, it's going to be too much this session. Like, let's just not... <laughs> Let's not that. bring her. We don't like, have time for it's that. It's like right 20 now. minutes of content yeah. that we don't have time we, for. We didn't cast her in this episode, so if we could just <laughs> yeah. leave her like unconscious in the back room, that would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the safest spot for her, really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Anything else about session 68 or Grim Scala in general or this whole? This is a whole chapter. And like I said, all of the. All of the Valish gone, all of the Nestlantamir, all of them being here, all of that was me, basically. <laughs> like, none well, of that. Okay, then, then, then I do have a question. Like, what what does this climax of this section look like in the original story? You can fight the Frostmaiden here straight up. You just show up. Okay. She's she's just chilling in the fucking throne room for funsies, and you can just fight her as a straight-up boss fight. And then if you do that... Then you've ended the rhyme. Congratulations. Oh, did you still want to go to that city? Okay, great. We can keep playing the campaign. It's fucking weird. There's there's really no ties between... I have had to go into so many hoops and knots to try and tie everything together. Wait, is the book even part of it? In the, in the, in the... the codicil is part of it, yeah. The, the codicil is... Well, the codicil lets you get into where the city is. That's the important right. part. Um, okay. But ending the rhyme is just fighting the Frost Maiden and destroying her. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But at that point, we would have no like real like story motivation to go into the city. Just other be, than hey, just do you want to do you want to go on this other adventure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 main problem with the way the book's written is it's really like three stories. Like the first story is the Dwerger plot with the Shardland Dragon as being the climax and all that. The second story, which is basically just this chapter in the book is, oh yeah, we need to go to the Frost Maiden's lair and just kill her to end the rhyme. 
or at least, I guess, temporarily, or whatever you want to call it. And then the third story is like, hey, do you want to go into this ancient city buried in the ground or buried in the glacier? Okay. It's three separate stories that really take place in Icewind Dale, but sort of have nothing to do with each other. That's so I've had to take that and like intertwine them. Into, yeah, interesting. All right, that's a challenge. Yeah, that's a storytelling challenge. It has been sure. a storytelling challenge. I've enjoyed it so far, uh, and especially now that things are coming to a head, and I feel like there was a good amount of payoff here, at least with yeah, I think you know, so. you guys having fought a lot of the Frostmaiden forces, you guys having to having to dealt with these two and the and the the path of destruction they've left in a lot of ways, but also the way that you aligned yourselves with them was really fun for me instead of just like straight up fighting them or something. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Cause I didn't know, I, again, I didn't know if you guys were going to throw down and be like, Oh no, we got to fucking kill these guys. And I, I thought one possible, you know, I just write down all these possible things. One possible thing is, okay, maybe they decide to fight the villains as a tribute to the frost maiden. They're like, Oh, we'll take these guys down and then we'll send them up on a silver platter. And oh, so, no, I thought that's what Frey wanted to do. Yeah. Like, oh, so maybe like, these two, like, oh, like, I decide with the yeah, maybe the these two get killed here. Cause I, cause when I put them here, I was like, if I put them here, I have to be prepared the chance that they die yes yeah yeah and ultimately i was okay with that i was like i I think i can get the story back on track if if that happened you know i just at all it was so crazy to plan this but yeah you have to be prepared for the off chance fray kills whoever you put in yes basically right yeah anybody yep anybody (laughs) i'm still and i was kind of angling towards it a little bit this session you can you called me on it it was intentional yeah i'm still almost angling for uh, robin to like actually talk with um gaunt a little bit and like like try to turn him off of his assistant yeah because she seems the unhinged one and he seems kind of uh like a slightly more reasonable yeah i mean he and he's like i said literally been in he he initially he he built the shardland dig site so he knew he was trying to find it that was his goal yeah, and I, I picture again. He's not a murderous villain, but definitely like a yeah, like the Sean B. National Treasure, like you know, very much oh, like uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, work with unscrupulous people, and I'm not above like you know doing bad things, but I'm not a murderer necessarily. And then he was put away in prison, and then she basically busted him out through very violent, unconventional means. And you don't know what the relationship is. You don't know how right. any of that's going. So that's that's not a bad angle. That would be interesting. Yeah. And again, I didn't even know if I was going to have them this long, so. <laughs> <laughs> How much this is going to be important? How much this is going to be important? Yeah, we don't know. Now I'm nervous because I've got all these fucking extra hanger-on NPCs. Jesus. That's right, yeah. There's all sorts of, like, inter- like oh interrelationships. Of- I can't wait to see what happens when Valen wakes up. That's yeah, gonna be the the whole too. session is just leveling up and dealing with the NPC drama, I think. <laughs> we don't even know how far we're going to get into the next area. It's just going to be... Oh, we're not going show. anywhere. We're just gonna be watching this one. It's, it's just gonna be <laughs> exactly. She's gonna be pissed off. You did what? That now? that'll be uh, when Volrovin gets in and talks to the dude about you. Really yeah. stick with this? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, Which you know, it's sure. appropriate after you have this huge. We, we just blew all of our season budget on this one episode with all the ice <laughs> things happening. Talkie. So next episode needs to be a talkie. Talk- come down. That's uh, <laughs> it needs yeah. to be a real talkie one. We're gonna use one set basically, and that's. The whole thing. Everybody's gonna be in this small room. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna night Brienne this episode. They're gonna they're gonna have a campfire chat. It's yep. gonna be great. <laughs> they call like a bottle episode or something Nothing. where it gets real yeah. narrow. <laughs> One yep. big campfire chat. All right, I think that will do it for this week's Frostside chat. Thank you so much to Heather, Raymond, and Chris for joining us. Thank you to all the fans for watching. We will not see you next week. Uh, we are off. Having a Thanksgiving break. We will see you the week after. Have a good one. See you then. For 69.
Nice. <laughs> a, very, a very special episode. A very special episode. Spots oh, need to make a reappearance. Uh, hey, I turned on. I turned on that subscribe. You have to be a subscriber uh, for at least ten minutes to the channel before you can uh, chat, and that has okay. been a great yeah. deterrent so far. Okay.